0: Reporting. Red 10 standing by. Red 7 standing by. Red
1: 3 standing by. Red 6 standing by. Red 9 standing by. You're listening to the Ion
2: Cannon Podcast. Laugh it up, fuzzball. Your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. This is it. laser
1: Welcome to the Ion Cannon Podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away. I'm one of your hosts, Stephen, and I'm joined by my friends and co-hosts, Tom and William. Today, we're going to be discussing the much-anticipated book, Thrawn. And let's see, since we just did announcements recently for our Celebration Part 2 recap, Tom, why don't you tell us all about the episode?
3: Okay, tonight we are going to be recording, or we're going to be talking about Thrawn. This was written by Timothy Zahn. This is now the in- Canon thrawn, not compared to the one that he originally wrote, which was still an outstanding book, but everything he wrote in this book is canon. And it is so great to have the actual author and the actual creator of the character write the novel to bring him in canon because I so enjoyed this book.
0: Yeah, this was great. This is this is really the definitive thrawn book in in many ways, right? Especially now that he's in the new canon. Mm-hmm. And
3: yep. And there was no just... other there no other way to do this other than having Timothy Zahn write this book.
0: No, no, not at all. And it feels so true to thought to, to Thrawn and mm-hmm. and you know it's it's really good. So I mean we've already talked about a lot of the stuff, but you know, at at four hundred and forty eight pages, you know, the Thrawn by by Timothy Zahn is a is a great, great book. Tom, what's the what's the synopsis, just for those who maybe aren't
3: familiar? Okay. The synopsis of the book basically is you've got Thrawn <sighs> You really caught me on a spot man because I've got the jacket <laughs> and yeah I've got the jacket in the closet cuz I don't want to ruin it but ba- basically I'm going I'm just going to summarize it. Basically what it is is you get to read the book of how Thron got into the empire and how he got into the rank of grand admiral. You see him from the start of when they found him what we th- what we consider exile on the planet. And then you see him go from like lieutenant at the uh, Imperial Academy. And then he also ended up getting uh, an assistant at the Academy. Uh, his name was Eli, right? Yes. Eli. Yeah. yeah. Eli, Eli um, Vanto. Yeah. Eli Vanto, which love the character too. Um, but you see him basically rise to the ranks of the empire. And you also see this little political thing going on because he's technically an outsider within the Imperial the Imperial hierarchy. And as everybody knows, the Imperials are not really that thrilled about any kind of aliens. And as you're reading the book, you get the feeling that there's some that, which I really love how there is a, a, a a Admiral that kind of appears on the side of Thrawn, but you got all these other grand admirals that are like trying to, you know, take it out on him and try and you know take him down a couple notches and in some cases they're not taking him down the notch they're taking his assistant down the notch because they can't get to thrawn they'd use the assistant to a certain point as the we're going after thrawn but we can't we're going to go in this way instead of this way um is that the best way i can summarize it right now because i can keep going on and on and on
1: well that's what the entire review is going to be about right
3: yeah
1: <laughs> well that, that's true well then i, bet I might as well stop well, but well yeah as summaries go i think that works pretty well
3: yeah. i i hope but i, I kind of ramble that's why i had to stop
0: yeah but i i don't know about you guys one of my favorite the the, my, the best thing i think about this book is the way that Zahn is able to expertly blend what came before with the new canon mm-hmm. right yep. like the very the very first chapter is a flashback to Thron's exile when he gets or quote unquote exile when he is um, he is you know found on this on this planet by himself and uh, this is where he meets Eli Vanto right the, the 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 Empire is finds this mysterious force that's taking out their units while they're hunting smugglers and they eventually manage to capture this this strange alien. All right. And it's Thrawn mm-hmm. and Eli kind of knows a, a bit more about what's going on. He, he studied the, you know, at least heard of the Chiss, mm-hmm. but uh he knows their language. Uh, but like, you know, this it sounds interesting in general, mm-hmm. but it, fans of the EU will actually recognize this story. This was Mist Encounter from 1995. Uh, and the smuggler they were capturing while or they were going after while he's never actually mentioned by name in this book is Booster Tarek.
1: Oh, that's cool. I didn't yeah. know that.
0: Yeah, so like the Mist Encounter was uh, part of the old. I think it was a um, was it role playing game story or something? Yep. or a short story. I, yeah, I
1: would expect so because Zahn, Denning, a lot of the old uh, expanded universe authors all started in mm-hmm. you know the kind of role play addendum short stories essentially.
0: Mm-hmm. yeah and and the way it goes down in this book is exactly the same way it happened in the role playing game back in 95 and this is just the first of many 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 examples of where thrawn is able to take his character and be like yeah you know i wrote that character what 20 30 years ago mm-hmm. right 20, 20, when did 20, the original
1: when did air the empire originally come out
2: oh, uh
0: 91 i think 1991 Sounds wasn't right. it yeah see. um yep june 1991 so, so yeah, twenty six years ago, he wrote this character, and he's able to bring back all of these things and fit them into the new canon. You know, and mm-hmm. the Empire, especially post post Return of the Jedi, but even parts of the you know parts of the original trilogy as well, has changed so much yeah. over the years, especially since dis- the Disney acquisition.
1: And well, yet, if, when you if you'll remember, Heir to the Empire originally talked about how uh, the Clone Wars was. It heavily implied the Clone Wars was a clone uprising with a bunch of clones who went crazy. Yeah, mm-hmm. um, God, and actually, so the, like, I've read the book; it's long enough ago that, like, in the twentieth anniversary edition, uh, you know, where there's little annotations throughout the novel, Zahn talks about how originally the Nogri were going to be called Sith because Darth Vader was the Lord of the Sith, and he thought that mm-hmm. would be kind of a cool connection, <laughs> right? Because you know, th- like, yeah, this predates the Sith. like the original Thrawn novel predates the Sith, which is pretty like, unbelievable. Yeah. yeah. So and yet it's very cool. this book
0: works so well and mer- blends everything together. Right there's there's oh, a yeah. couple of characters we don't get not not a hundred percent, but like you know there's no Admiral Uh for for example. Yeah,
3: um, but there's Admiral Yularin. I mean that's yeah that that is uh huh. N- to to, to well, kind of no, not
1: Admiral he's a Colonel.
3: Well Colonel y- well we got Yularin okay. But yes. The, the thing the thing I really loved about this book is. Hide very much into Star Wars Rebels because you also got, um, mm. um, uh, I, I can't, I'm just going to call her Ari Price. Okay? Arenda Price? Arend- Thank you. Arenda Price. Okay. Which is yeah. basically Governor Price. Okay. And then you also heard toward the end about Admiral Constantine showed mm-hmm. up. So I loved how it's blending. And I think this is the best thing that happened with the story group is Everything is starting to make a connection instead of just being a Wild West thing of all these stories and and not not to blast the EU and not to sit there and say, I'd love to have it come back and say Disney did the right thing by getting rid of that. But because of the, the the so tight story group and they're making sure everything connects, I loved how this book gave a backstory to Ariana Price. To where you understand going forward how she ties into Rebels, how she ties into Thrawn, and how toward like I said, the end of the book, you see Constantine come in. And I think Don taking his character and blending all that in and making it seem so natural, that's the thing that was the best thing about this book.
1: Yeah, uh I, mm-hmm. I would be were, very inclined to agree.
0: Were you expecting arinda price to be such a central character no in this book no that's that's the thing i think that surprised me the most right you've, you've got thrawn and you've got his sidekick eli who we'll, we'll come back to in a little bit but arinda price was arguably as big if not bigger of a character uh, would, than uh, than thrawn I would, like the I entire would say bigger well but... the entire end of the book mostly focuses on arinda that, right? that's that's uh, true uh well, I, Like, Thrawn's scenes near the end are much shorter. He he has his big space battle. The, so they are but, shorter,
1: but hmm. you do have, like, you know, the sequence where he meets uh, Night Swan, which was, you know, a yes. pretty big moment. Oh, that yes, was yes, that yes. was
3: brilliant. That was, Which we'll get to. Not yeah, gonna, yeah, I like, know, I'm, I'm going to stop. I'm going to stop. Let's not
1: jump ahead just yet. No. We haven't even started <laughs> at the beginning of the book, much less. Sorry about <laughs> yeah. that. I do want to talk about it, that. Was, that was brilliant. I know. That's what I was saying. I'm just heading it off before we even go down. Okay, sorry. yeah. Okay.
0: Uh, so i i i enjoyed getting to know her more i i feel like in in rebels she was always like okay she's the governor price like i never really got attached to her character at yeah, all same and yep. this book really gave us a lot of depth to her and actually made you feel kind of like you you wanted to root for her in, in many ways and we find out about her her whole how she starts off as just, you know, working in her family's mind and eventually, you know, that's all taken away from her by this this evil uh senator ranking. And he basically kicks her exiles her family and she eventually rises through the ranks and becomes the governor of Lothal. And so we see how she gets to that point.
3: In yeah. in a way, but but in a way she doesn't really quote unquote rise through the ranks in a way I think you could say it was almost blackmail on how she got to be the
0: governor. I mean, she still rose through the ranks, but she just did it through nefarious means. Totally Uh, blackmail. (laughs) I mean, just
1: flat-out blackmail. Well, she learned to play the system. Absolutely. Yeah. Yeah.
0: And and conversely, we also get writer Azadi in this book, who... Um. Is the governor, uh, who's still the governor at, at at this point when the Wait. book takes place,
1: so I could not remember. Is that was that the same writer as Adi we saw in Rebels?
0: Yes, yeah. Remember, he he was the former governor at the time, and now he's you I, know, he's working he, with the I rebels. I always got the
1: sense he was no longer the former governor because of his uh, rebel dealings. I would say, and I, did I not thought get, so and, too. I did not get that sense at all in this novel.
0: Hmm. Yeah, and and maybe it's because we're we're seeing this this book is through the eyes of the Empire, and so, you know, Ryder is cast as this vindictive guy um, who is you know m- more mean. He's not like your typical good guy, right? As he ends up being in in Rebels, even though he's not a central character. Uh, I was surprised by how they characterized him in this book, but again, we're 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 seeing him through the eyes of the Empire, and so that could make a lot of that could be the explanation why that's true um even why he was different from his characterization Uh, i don't think they are at odds with each other or or, you know maybe it's just we just didn't know about his real personality uh because we only saw him in 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 limited capacity in the in the show um but yeah it was it was i just i like to see these other sides of the characters Mm -hmm. it was cool uh definitely yeah and yeah. and we also so we, we in the old eu it was always like said that the empire hates aliens right but it seems like is it just me in recent years that's been less of the case right
1: it was never There's as been... big of a piece in the new canon i think yeah
0: yeah and so they explain that by saying that the empire hates aliens or the the, the empire doesn't like aliens but the official guidance is to respect them but many ignore that Mm-hmm. Right. Um, well, and it, they talked about how many aliens side with the separatists in the Clone Wars, leading them, leading the empire to distrust them. And, mm-hmm. and the Imperials often go over the line without like up to the line, but
3: don't actually cross it when they're in their dealings with them. I, I think for me, it was more like they are now tolerable. And I think when it came to Thrawn, other than the ones who were trying to take him down, it got to the point because he was so brilliant, they almost, they had to tolerate him because at every point, every turn when somebody on the other side thought they had him Thrawn was able to outthink them mm-hmm. so he ended up being you know let's say a tolerable alien that they're just like okay well if we have to have one we have to side with he's the better choice so we have to tolerate this
2: yeah
0: and both Thrawn and Eli had to deal with this uphill battle of you know Thrawn mm-hmm. is Thron is an alien and the Empire hates aliens And Eli is from the, uh, he's from the outer rim, uh, and he's not from the core, and so they don't really like him either, Um, and so he kind of has to, he has to deal with with these kind of prejudices and 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 eventually kind of overcome, and we see how they rise through the ranks uh, over time, Mm -hmm. uh, in spite of the opposition.
3: And that's the thing I loved about this book that was just so brilliant and well-written is you have this guy. He was supposed to be a supply officer. That's all he wanted to do because his background was in supplies. He just wanted to be a supply officer. At any point, he was like, I'm, I'm being overlooked. Okay, if Thrawn goes down, then maybe I can go back to be a supply officer. Mm-hmm. But as you go through the book, you slowly see, and this was so brilliant, <clears throat> Thrawn at every turn was teaching Eli was mm-hmm. giving him pointers. What do you think was getting him to think strategically? And that was the one thing that all the way through the book, you got to see it build up to what happened at the end. And you understood where that character was going. Mm-hmm. It's not what? so much. He was a character that was going to be beat down the whole book at a certain point. there was a, And you saw the break to where he got from being the beat down character to a character that really started growing toward the end of the book.
1: There was a moment uh, at the end where Eli talks about how Thrawn had his art, and that was how Thrawn understood the world and his special ability. Mm-hmm. And Eli had numbers, and that was yes. his special ability. Mm-hmm. And I loved Eli's realization as he goes through the novel. Like at the beginning, he thinks a supply, being a supply officer is all he ever wanted to be. Yep. You know, he's good at it. That's just what he wants to do. And I feel like I like the this realization he comes to is like actually being good at numbers means I'm good at other things too. That I can see mm-hmm. things that other people don't. Mm-hmm. Just like Thrawn can see things that other people don't.
3: And then I think that was at the point in which you got to see why, not so much the reason why at the beginning Thrawn wanted him to be his assistant because he could translate the language that that Eli knew because he was in the uh, you know, Wild Space region and had contact with people from, uh, from the Unknown regions. Mm-hmm. But you could see Thrawn saw something And he was using that to teach him to, and like I said, there's that point when Stephen, you said he realized that Eli was good at this point. Thrawn was basically bringing him out of his shell to make him realize you're better Mm -hmm. than just being a supply officer.
0: Yeah. Yep. Actually, so it it was interesting. We we find out near the end of the book that Thrawn initially suspected Eli. Right. He thought that he was um, there as a as a as a plant to 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 basically help take him down Mm -hmm. but over time he he realized that he was not clearly and that eli had all these other great qualities and then that's when he started to train him and and kind of make him his right hand guy and as you said a lot of times eli he he rejects that thinking he's just always going to be the subordinate But Mm -hmm. together, they were able to rise so high. Um,
1: Well, so let's let's actually go back to the beginning of the book. Yeah,
3: yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. We're we're jumping all over the place.
1: uh, Obviously, we begin the book off by uh, Voss Park, who is the captain who previously appeared in uh, the Hand of Thrawn duology. And he, as we said, chasing a smuggler, shows up on the plant that Thrawn has been exiled on, or whether we later find out maybe he wasn't exiled like we thought he was, mm-hmm. saving that for the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and from the perspective of Eli Vanto, we fought, get to watch this running battle between Thrawn. Actually, battle is probably not the right word. Uh, Thrawn essentially playing with the Empire and deciding mm-hmm. what he wanted to do, basically.
2: Mm-hmm
0: yeah and I, I again I think Thron does such a great job showing how brilliant sorry Zahn does such a great job showing how brilliant Thron is yep uh, well and
1: showing like we get to find out what his thought process was uh-huh. you know mm-hmm. all of that, which is just so fascinating to see
2: mm-hmm.
0: yeah yeah and uh, you know they'll, they'll 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 take they'll kind of stop and just let you Zahn would basically let you read Thron's thoughts and his observations, which kind of helps get you in in Thron's mindset a bit more and and which what I, he's perceiving.
3: I thought was brilliant that you got to get inside Thron with, and, and it's very clear that you're you're in his thought process because it's the subtleties of you know the the body heat of of this person is elevated, mm-hmm. or the smirk on his face means this, or the body language mm-hmm. is this, that you're that far into his brain that that you're getting into his thinking process. And you can see how well of a tactician he is mm-hmm. to where it all just starts coming together as you read the book.
2: Yeah.
0: yeah. And it was interesting as well that, so Thrawn... Uh, is is taken to meet the Emperor of, of all people, you uh-huh. know, and he's captured and immediately. Goes and meets the Emperor, and uh, and they they have this this conversation where he he offers to help the Emperor in exchange for help for his people in the future, uh, and he believes the Emperor Emperor will keep his word because Anakin spoke so highly of Chancellor Palpatine way back in the day. That uh, was really so now,
1: interesting. That that was. Yeah. So yeah. clearly,
0: Anakin met Thrawn at one point. Uh, so this is where
1: I was. I I wish they dived into this more because obviously they didn't. Uh-huh. Uh, I was trying to remember if we had any previous uh, explanation for this. I the only one I can think of is that I believe Anakin and Obi Wan met Thrawn in Outbound Flight yes. in the old expanded universe. Yep. Uh, which obviously Outbound Flight was a It was uh, occurring during uh, the Old Republic era. I think it was before the Clone Wars, actually. And Obi Wan and his Padawan Anakin are escorting a ship that is meant to explore the uh, out beyond the galaxy.
2: Mm -hmm.
1: And uh, you know they encounter Thrawn. The mission goes awry. Yada 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 but I, I don't know if that's... I, I'm going to guess that's not canon. I would have expected Thrawn maybe to mention Obi-Wan if he'd also met Obi-Wan at the same time.
0: Uh, actually, no, sorry. It, um, there was a... So I believe it was the outbound flight, but near the end of the book, they actually mentioned that Thrawn partnered with Anakin during the Clone Wars. Um, so he was around oh, at some point during the Clone Wars, and they met up. Um. Which is very, very interesting, and, and that's it, where that's when the Emperor kind of learns of Thrawn. And I wonder if, if this to...
1: will be—is that going to be a, uh, or was that going to be a, a Clone Wars episode? I wonder that just never aired, or I
0: don't think you know we never heard about this, and so I doubt it. Maybe it was like an idea they'd had for a few seasons out and never got anywhere near production. Mm-hmm. Yep. but you
3: know what? It could be—it could be a book at some point. They can mm-hmm. always go back. Oh, that
0: would be so cool. Well, I, I could see, I could see Th- Zahn writing another Thrawn book with Anakin. Oh, absolutely. You know, this time, easily, unless, yeah, unless they are really are like, yeah, it's the outbound flight. You already read the book, right? Um, hmm. Which could be the case as well, because this this book Thrawn tells the story of Thrawn's rise through the ranks, mm-hmm. but and it might it touches on books that have come before, but it doesn't necessarily replace or rewrite it kind of augments the books that have come in the past. Yep. Um, so I could see them saying, well, no, all the previous Thrawn books still work. Right. Uh, or, or much of them. And so that,
3: that really is the story. If you want to mm-hmm. go read that. Um, but then that, that stays in line with to every legend, there's a bit of truth. Yeah. Exactly. And if they stay with that, then you're right. They could be pointing directly to outbound flight and saying, Hey, yeah, we consider that legend, but remember, we said there is a bit of truth.
0: Yeah, yeah. So what, what question for you guys, one of the big things that Thrawn, has, the whole driving force behind going and meeting up with the the Republic and later the Empire is, is that Thrawn is worried about this threat in the Unknown Regions. Multiple
1: mm-hmm. threats, actually. Yeah, multiple.
0: Multiple threats. What do you think that is? Like, is it just... Uh, an unknown threat, or is it the
3: dare I say it? The Yuuzhan Vong, like
2: yeah, what do you think minute, that did, is?
3: Uh, didn't Felony say that if, if Clone Wars kept going, there was a plan possibly to bring in the Vaughn? Yeah, okay, That's so true. so you but that
1: could, doesn't make it could, could does that make it canon though? I, I don't think so. Not, no. No. no,
3: no, it didn't air, and I don't think they even wrote it. It was just a plan to where if it continued, so that. That, to me, doesn't make anything canon. But Mm -hmm. it it, it could be something to where we don't know, and maybe they're talking about somehow that unknown region, because there's so many movies plotted out from a a certain point of view. We don't know what those certain movies are going to be involving. And if this is something to where it ties into the, quote-unquote, the unknown regions going forward, we don't know.
1: Yeah, see, I'm mixed, because so this is a... This was also from a lot of the old Thrawn novels as well, is this idea that uh, there is a threat. Mul- the Chiss Ascendancy, which is you know the mm-hmm. Chiss Empire, essentially, that exists in the Unknown Regions, uh, lots of comments about how they're they're protecting the galaxy from threats you don't even know about, because the Chiss mm-hmm. always had this kind of arrogance about them, <laughs> which we get a little bit uh, yeah. through Thrawn here as well. And so... And it is later—I don't want to say retconned—but um, it's later revealed, I guess I would say, that one of those threats is in fact the, you know, the usen Vong. Mm. I and we actually also get the reveal that Palpatine knows about the Usen Vong, and part of his justification for what he, why he does what he does, is to ready the galaxy for, <laughs> you know, the usen Vong invasion. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Which was always really, really fascinating. Um, I am very curious if it actually applies here. Or... I, don't, I
0: feel like they're taking a middle ground where it sounds like there are things outside the galaxy, like the Yuzhan Vong, although one could also argue maybe this is more like Snoke instead, right? Even though very the First true. Order yeah. hasn't risen very yet. There's, su- there's something out there. Uh, if you remember in the uh, Aftermath books, they also talk about there's something outside the galaxy, right? They have these... Oh, um, yes, you're right. <laughs> these uh, What are they the called? The, not the watch... The observatories, thank you. I was gonna mm-hmm. say sentinels, but those are the other guys. Um they have the the observatories that are watching for things. So like there's the, definitely this theme that's reemerging in the recent Canon books of something outside the galaxy. And I don't know if that's where they want to take a lot of the, the spin-offs or whether they want to take the saga next. I don't know. But there's this is coming there's back. There's something there, right? Yeah, there's right. there's something and, out there and at the near near the end of the book thrawn says that there are things more evil in the galaxy than the empire mm-hmm. and uh, and that's why he you know he, he actually agrees that the empire is corrupt and tyrannical mm-hmm. but quick and and utter ruthlessness is necessary when the galaxy is continually threatened by chaos mm-hmm. and so that is why he decided he would serve the empire right and he, he made itself himself appear as if he was exiled uh, even though the encampment had only been around for a few months, not years. He was able to uh, infiltrate the Empire, become friends with the Emperor, and uh, use his his brilliant tactics to kind of help them win. Uh, but his ultimate goal, and this is, I think, the most fascinating thing that we don't see in Rebels. love this. His ultimate goal was to use his influence to rise at the ranks and eventually, once the Emperor dies, help pick a better leader mm-hmm. that can that can bring light to the darkness.
1: It's a really, really interesting, fascinating, crazy concept.
0: Yeah. So like this whole time we're watching rebels and he's like, you know, going after the, um, our, our heroes. Like he, he's doing what he has to do to serve the emperor. Yes. And he's willing to make some not so good choices, but he wants to pick a better leader ultimately. And, now, again, this could be through Thrawn's eyes, right? And Anakin's mm-hmm. like, but of course I want to pick a, a better leader, you know. <laughs> Anakin, too, thought he was doing the right thing. You mean but... he wasn't?
3: <laughs> <laughs> From a certain point of
1: view.
0: From a certain point of view. Yeah. Uh, but I, I just, I love this whole concept that Thrawn doesn't actually agree with the Emperor mm-hmm. and wants to replace him ultimately. He won't kill him, but once the Emperor's gone, he wants to replace him with a better a better leader.
1: Yeah. it was It was always an interesting part of... Thrawn in previous books as well, this kind of like he is a bad guy, but he's he it's I'm uh I'm trying to think how to phrase this. You know, the best bad guys don't think they're bad guys. Thrawn always kinda of struck me as being a great example of that. Mm-hmm. Where it's not that he Thrawn is... The right re- thing. He's, he has a, a vision of what he wants to work towards. It's what he's working towards. His methods, we may not agree with his methods many times, but that doesn't mean they're, you know, wrong,
0: yeah. if you will. And even in this book, like, we don't really see Thrawn do anything bad or terrible that I can remember, right? Um, he puts down a couple up rebel, up uh, uh, one or two insurgencies. Mm-hmm. Um,
3: well, but mostly well, it's going after the smuggler. It's going after the smuggler, Nightswan. Right, mean, he's going after
0: Nightswan, and and who's a fascinating character. He's like a nice foil to, to Thron. Mm-hmm. But like, yeah. and we, we, we and we'll talk about him in just a second. But like, I don't. He never like did anything evil, right? He always tried to protect the people on the planet, so he wouldn't kill them if there mm-hmm. was you know there there was no um uh you know uh, casualties. Um,
3: but he was also. Uh, sorry to interrupt. He also, when it came to even the um, the Imperials themselves, he was always thinking of the best way to protect his fleet
2: uh-huh. with the
3: least amount of damage. Mm-hmm. And that paid off when, oh God, I can't remember the Admiral. The Admiral went to go put down an insurgency on a planet and Thrawn was like, Thrawn ended up being sent somewhere else, but he sent his second Demasis. in command. Right, mm-hmm. thank you. He sent the second in command to go deal with that while he went to go watch that other Admiral totally blow it <laughs> yeah you know just totally blow it he watched the whole thing from from a freighter you know but
0: yeah, that it, also it, paid
3: off for night swan it did it did yes. so what did you think of night swan
1: <clears throat> like i, I do want... he was a fantastic foil for thrawn i thought yeah yeah a character who has a kind of distinctive style recognizes a lot of the things that thrawn recognizes you know so there's mm-hmm. the recurring discussion about the like the smuggling of drugs via the, uh, the uh, no, the clams or oh, the, that's right, that's right the sea mollusks or whatever it was yeah mm-hmm. um, it just it it really just worked very, very well
3: yeah, and again, not to jump ahead it it worked so well. the speech between Thron and night actually the discussion between Thron and mm-hmm. NightSwan at the end uh, was riveting to me. I mean in that oh, whole thing I could not fantastic. put down until it was I just talk about how Timothy Zahn could take these two characters and and in his head write that dialogue as two separate people and the banter back and forth was just brilliantly written just amazing
1: yeah. Well and oh. I I loved this element of you know Thrawn is actually like yeah I'd love to recruit you as into the Chiss Ascendancy like You've proven your worth, you know. Let's let's talk. Mm-hmm. Um, and Nightswan's like, no, I I can't look at that big of a picture. Mm-hmm. There's, he there's really wants to help
0: that... the people that he's sworn to lead.
1: Right. Exactly.
0: Right. And and it, I I enjoyed too the whole discussion around you know why he couldn't, uh, why he's doing what he's doing. Right. He, he said they have to. He has to be to lead this insurgent group and he wants to unite all of them. Right. He, he, he wanted to unite all these different insurgent groups, but he couldn't due to paranoia and distrust squabbling pride, which, uh, kind of foreshadows the whole issue in rogue one where Mon Mothma Mm -hmm. tries to get everyone to go to Scarif and, you know, the, the whole rebel rebels just kind of break apart, uh, because they can't agree on anything. Um, and, and Night Swan basically makes the point that they have to have something big to, to unite everyone, right? Uh, which ultimately is kind of what ends up happening, right? It's, it's, mm. the, it's the battle of Scarif that, you know, well, I once... would, I'd say
1: it's the Death Star that causes oh, I'm sorry, it. sorry.
0: Thank you. Yes. the Well, the battle of Scarif, well, no, I would argue that the battle of the Death Star is a thing that finally rallies everyone, but Scarif is what showed them that they could win right and so at least the rebel alliance was kind of on yaven was able to, uh, to able to kind of fight back a bit yeah, yeah um, that's true. but no you're you're right it's the destruction of the death star that truly unites everything because after after new hope that's when we see these different disparate rebel groups start to starting to uh unite and you know eventually in return of the Jedi mm-hmm. have this big fleet yeah um so oh. yeah it's it's fascinating and and one of the one of the subplots through this Book as well is Thrawn's investigation of this this big secret project, um, and and Nightswan is is curious about this mm-hmm. as well. Of course, the secret project. Oh, Steven?
1: No, go ahead. I'll yeah, I'll let you. The secret project your file is, is
0: ultimately the Death Star, right? And they're tracking sh- the shipments of materials like dunium that which have been disappearing. Mm -hmm. um and 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 eventually they 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 find out about the death star
1: so i was gonna say one of the things i'm appreciating about the new canon uh so i'm in the middle of reading uh rebel rising right now and the new canon has done an excellent job of dropping these little pieces uh throughout the various you know official things so for example rebel rising not very far into it so no spoilers Okay. Um, but there's a lot of mentions of, you know, like, the Empire seems to be really... Oh, sorry. let's Actually, let's go back to uh, Catalyst. Catalyst talks about how the Empire is taking over all these planets for mining. Thrawn mentions how Dunium has become very valuable. Mm-hmm. Uh, Rebel Rising has talked about how the Empire has become very interested in crystals as well as Dunium. Mm-hmm. And it's little things like that where, you're like, you're just hearing about the what the Empire is up to across multiple... Uh, Sources of canon is just really, really cool. Mm-hmm.
3: And that's it. the other thing about it. When you're talking about the mining, that that's the nice thing that brought uh, Governor Price into this because it mm-hmm. was her mining, up op- her family mining operation that was lost and also brings in Lethal because that was on Lethal. So all these little bits and pieces, like I said, the best thing about this whole story group thing is everything's starting to tie together. And if you're paying attention, you will get all this. Yeah. And it's yeah. it's great. It was pretty funny,
0: though. Uh, one of our friends, I don't remember who it was, but joked that all um, oh, the Empire is just basically all, all it's doing is just mining now, right? <laughs> the is not doing anything else. It's just mining every planet in every book.
3: <laughs> pretty much. But, pretty much. But but then again, in every book, like here in Thrawn, you're getting the bits and pieces of yeah. there's something going on and there's a reason why they're mining everything. And then as you find out in this book toward the end, you've got Thrawn and you've got Night Swan putting the pieces together and they realize there's something big and boom, like Steven, you said, it's the Death Star. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So I, I like getting all these little hints.
3: Yeah. And, and in, in a way that totally makes sense. You can't have a book that doesn't touch somehow on the mining operation because how are they going to build something that big? You've got to have these little bits and pieces to tie everything together to the construction of that thing. Yeah. Just like, I think, within this book, there was the Wookiees as well, to where they were tracking that on basically labor for the Death Star, if I remember that correctly. So they were following that as well. So there's the bits and pieces of how that got built, because you also have to tie back to the Geonosians. Um Was it Tarkin's book? Oh, what was the book where it talked about the and... Uh, That
1: was Catalyst, I thought. Catalyst. Catalyst. Okay, sorry. Yeah.
3: That was Catalyst. So everything's tying together into the building of the Death Star yeah yeah it's
0: i mean it is the the, the empire's biggest project right so yep. it makes sense it makes sense um so yeah and, and that was that was interesting to see arinda uh price it's, it's so weird to call her like governor price all the time and then all of a sudden have yep. this book switch to calling her arinda 90 percent yeah. of the time um, i ended but... up just
3: calling her ari i'm just like it just ari. made it simple just call her ari <laughs> price yeah
0: uh that's what that's what her friends call her um yeah. Wait a minute, I'm a friend yeah. of Murray
3: Price. Hey. <laughs>
0: <laughs> um, but she she like loses everything due to mm-hmm. the senator. Uh, she was working at price um, price mining and she basically gets kicked off the off the planet, loses her whole her whole mine. Um, and because they, they they found this this valuable strain of dunium. And so she ends up going to Coruscant and, and working for the senator and that's where she meets people and you know starts to
2: kind of climb do this um
0: climb the ranks climb the ranks and do this like counter intelligence too uh she's almost like a a double agent in some ways where she's they're they're kind of manipulating the various players uh mm-hmm. and she's trying to figure out who is behind um behind the, the the spying on these various senators and stuff
1: who is the rebel spy
0: yeah <laughs> exactly um so you know she she ends up giving uh senator ranking and asks arenda to give these this uh, this you know quote unquote additional data work to Moff uh gaj uh or god moff, moff Gadi, I, I and Gotti. Yeah. Uh, sorry it's looked like a j for some reason in in the show notes uh Moff gotti and it turns out it's a fake data card and you know she he, he notices and starts to turn on her and actually frame her with this illicit spice uh called swirly dips
1: <laughs> sure why not <laughs> yeah
3: I, um, I think it's only mentioned once and that was it yeah yeah that was a pretty funny
0: one for though.
1: for a good reason <laughs> yeah, yeah.
0: Um, and, and so she ends up working with Gotti to go back after uh ranking and there's this big back and forth um, uh, back and forth throughout the throughout the book where she's kind of playing as many sides as she can yeah uh, and so you know we we don't have to go into full detail, but mm-hmm. she kind of has these this roller coaster ride through on Coruscant. Um,
1: I have to say I was impressed that I actually enjoyed her sections as much as I did because mm-hmm. I I've never yes. been that interested in Price as a character. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was okay with reading about her in the novel. And some of that is, of course, Zahn did a great job of writing the character. But
0: right? yeah, no, I think it's a testament to to Zon mm-hmm. that it was as good, uh, as interest She was her, her her parts were as interesting as as they were. Um, not that she's a bad character. She's just I don't well, know. I I came in wanting to read a book about Thrawn, right? And exactly. You, and you get this governor who was who was in Rebels, and it was nice to learn more details about her. But like. Mm-hmm. She's just like running this mining comp- company and she loses it. And then she's trying to get back her job. And it's just like, okay, and, but, but you cared. And so Zahn did a good job.
3: Well, the best thing about it is he actually gave her a backstory. You see mm-hmm. why she is the way she is in Rebels. And, and in a way, as we mentioned, she not only lost the mining company, but she also ended up losing her status within the empire and had to start all over again. So she was basically slapped down. Twice to get to At where least, she was. Not, as a was yeah, yeah Is it twice yeah, or three not, times. More.
2: Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, probably three, okay, three I, times.
3: Okay three times. I, okay, three times. I, I, okay, three times. I, I remember the twice because she she did the spice thing, and then she ended up being slapped down again, where she ended up um, walking into let's just say the uh, the 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 job company and saying, "Look, I'll sit here and work for free for oh, a week yeah. and a half or whatever, and then um, if that's the case, you know, you can keep me or not." And she started from the bottom there again. So, you know, she worked her way up. She
1: had some great sequences around the perseverance when you really, really care.
3: Yes. Mm -hmm. And that was one for me that got me is where she just walked into this place and she just said, look, the person that I just talked to up there, looks like she's not doing a good job. I can do the job better. You've got plenty of desks here that Mm -hmm. are empty. Give me a desk. Give me a week and let me prove myself. And then the next time you read it, she's been there for over a month.
0: Yeah. And she's just... You know killing it yeah and then and then later on she you know she she goes to she 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 meets and she meets theron all right mm-hmm. and uh she eventually goes to tarkin and pitches him uh, about higher skies which is this this the group that's doing this um that they're investigating right uh mm-hmm. theron yeah. and eli and yularan are all investigating uh that's like spying on different senators and stuff. Um, and, uh, um, she, she, she goes to Thrawn or Tarkin with this data file and says, I'll give this to you. And I've been working with Thrawn and, and, and you but you have to make me governor. Mm-hmm. And that's how she becomes the governor. She basically leverages this data file, uh, for the governorship and even, even ends up arresting her friend. Yeah. Right? She turned
3: on her friends.
0: Yeah.
1: Well, That's were how they her friends? They well. They, they no, were definitely so. kind of they were definitely using her. Well, I, yeah.
3: I I think I think between the two, the guy, yes, but the her uh her Sinji Jewahir? Juhi, yeah. I think so. Yeah. I I would think in this case she was more of a friend than the other guy than the guy. I think the guy was more using her. I mean, it's mm-hmm. it's however you read the characters.
1: Yeah. That's true. You know, yeah. It was-
3: but but it just shows for governor, for price she will step over anybody to get to where she wants to go
0: mm-hmm. and Absolutely. she immediately start and starts intimidating all of her subordinates when she gets to lothal and to my surprise she even shut down her own company price mining yes. as kind of a you know take that to senator ranking she she shuts down the company that ranking still owns and gives the dunium uh vein to uh echoes um and you yeah, know immediately starts uh kinda of taking control again. We also get some appearances w- w- from Minister Maketh Tua there. Yep. Mm-hmm. We find out she used to work for Governor Azadi and yep. now works for she's basically stayed on and we got Commandant Oresco as well. So like it was really cool to see all these different rebels characters from Lothal appear. Mm-hmm. Uh especially when I was not expecting Lothal to play such a major
1: role in this yeah i was impressed by the amount like even the book basically ends at the end of uh season two of rebels yeah or yeah because the book ends with you know probably saying thrawn by the way i've got this you know this little rebel problem on lethal maybe you could help yeah
0: yeah uh, Q cue Thrawn's entrance in Rebels. We even find mm-hmm. out why Thrawn all of a sudden decided to take an interest yeah. uh, in Lothal. And it's because of Price uh, and, asking for his help.
3: And I think what's really cool about this is I'm happy the book came out when it did and not before Season 2. Although it would have been cool to get it before Season 2 so you could get the the lead into this. But it's mm-hmm. nice that Season 2 is over. It's nice now to get the backstory.
2: Yeah.
1: See, I I'm glad we did it in this order because oh, no, if I, re- I, I if I'd, I'd read the, I think I would have been more disappointed in season 3 of Rebels if I'd read this first. Because really? right, I you know, b- because it's a book um and it's also written by the person who created Oh, it. I see. Like I think I would have been a little more disappointed with Ron's appearance th- mm. in the novel or sorry, in the season. Really? If I'd read this first? Really? Because, you know, there were those little pieces in this series where we talked about, oh, we feel like Thrawn should have figured this out or should have mm-hmm. recognized this. Mm-hmm. Um, I didn't, at least, I uh, didn't catch I any it. of those types of moments in this book where I was like, okay. oh, Thrawn should have realized this. In got fact, it. obviously, okay. there are multiple pieces where Thrawn realizes things that we've missed, which is really, right, right. really cool.
0: Yeah. And it's like, oh, wow, I completely. Yeah. Uh... Like I would
1: never have thought about, but now that you've mentioned it, I can totally see how you how you've arrived at the conclusion you did. Yeah. Mm. Oh yeah.
3: Yeah. So you would have gone into season three with a preconceived notion of how Thrones should have been because you read the book and Timothy Zahn's version of it. I see. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. I get it.
0: Yeah. I also uh, what was also cool is we actually find out how the the imperial base on Lothal uh, get started there, and that's because Arinda. She and she plays this brilliantly too, right? There's this mm-hmm. there's this military base that was going to be placed on the planet Cantoni nearby, mm-hmm. and she uses she enlists the help of Thrawn to figure out that he Thrawn like does all this analysis and says that, yes the, the military base on Lothal would be better, and then she goes to Senator Ranking and convinces him to bribe the governor of Kintone, uh, to kind of drop out of the race. So not only does she have this data to back up her position, but she convinces the governor to say, I don't want this base on my planet anymore. Um, and then she promptly turns it ranking for bribery, uh, killing two birds with one stone. So not only does she get the base on her planet, she also gets rid of ranking who was the biggest sword, a uh, thorn in her side throughout this entire book. Uh, and so she kind of almost had a Thrawn moment herself there when, uh, she does all this
3: again. That just shows how ruthless she became.
0: Yeah. Yeah, and and so I was surprised actually how how good she was at at, at plotting and mm-hmm. getting to where she wanted to go. I don't know. It was good, good stuff. Good stuff. Uh, another thing I liked, and this is a small thing, but you know, sometimes people complain about the prequels and the Clone Wars era. Uh, so it was really nice to see Thrawn at, at one point. They were talking about the Clone Wars because remember he had these Buzz droids that he was modifying. That uh,
1: was really cool. Lots of cool little that, pieces. Of that novel was like cool that too.
2: Yes. Yeah,
0: yeah. And, and someone says someone makes a point about how the Clone Wars is irrelevant, right? And and Thrawn says, in point of fact, sir, everything about that era interests me. And it's like,
2: yeah, go Thrawn. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're
1: right there with you. Give us give us the Clone Wars back.
3: Yeah. <laughs> Oh uh,
1: good. good no, stuff. I good totally stuff. agree.
3: Well, especially how he used that uh the, the Buzz Droid. Mm-hmm. I mean it and it's funny because wasn't it Night Swan who oh god I'm trying to remember. Night Swan basically let them bring the Buzz Droids onto that ship after yeah. they were uh, before they were captured. Because wasn't it the Imperials got onto the ship Thinking that there was a problem on the ship and they lost its hyperdrive. Yeah, they thought there
1: was an issue with the hyperdrive.
3: Right. And then, so,
1: you know, Thrawn's yeah. Go ahead cap- and finish it. Yeah. So Thrawn's captain's like uh, the captain at the time. I should say says, "Huh? Mm-hmm. No, we're not sticking around for this. If you want to take yourself and like three other people for it all, by all means, mm-hmm. you know, I'll laugh when it's done." So of course they do. They stay on the ship. It turns out that uh, there was no actual error. It was just that. Uh, what do you call it? It was a setup. It was yeah, thank you. It was a trap. Yeah, it was a total setup. Um It's a what nice, Steven? It, it it's it's a setup. It's a trap.
3: Yeah. Oh, I was gonna do it. It's a trap.
1: Sorry. Sorry. Yeah continue. Okay. Okay. Continue. That, we're all done here. We're all fine. Okay. <laughs> anyway, I don't I don't know what I'm even saying anymore. So they uh we find out, you know, it's a trap. Thrawn is taken onto another ship. Night Swan, you know, is curious to see what Thrawn can do. Cause Night Swan was on the ship. And so we've, uh, Night stays on the ship. Uh, sorry. Night goes one way. A bunch of pirates take him Nath- here the, Nath- the other way. Huh? Night Thron. Is that what you said? <laughs> I, knights. <laughs> yes, Night Thrawn. Uh, I meant Night Swan. Anyway, the point is Thrawn uses the bu- d- buzz droids to, uh, escape the ship. And, you know, break out kill the pirates go about his go on his way all right i'm done talking cuz i'm that was clearly not coming out as
2: smooth no, as it i did, intended it, did. So. It, was, it was
1: yeah
0: i i, no, I, I was... loved i loved yeah. these these scenes though right they were so good um yeah there was also moments like when um uh like they they so thron and Eli have to go to the imperial academy first and Eli you know he was he was originally supposed to study logistics and all of a sudden gets thrown into the officer training uh which he doesn't think he can he can do um mm-hmm. uh, but he, but you know he has to go with ron now and and these two guys are all of a sudden competing as this, this alien and this this guy from the, uh from the um from the outer rim are now trying to compete against all of in the you know the number one imperial school right uh, the most competitive, yep. competitive one, uh, in, in the galaxy, and thanks to Thron and, and Eli as well, they they do pretty well, but they have to deal with these other students, um, and they have to. I think they only have what nine months to do what? I, th- I
1: think it was well, like so three they put months. yeah. So the yeah. whole thing is that originally, uh, Eli had three or four months left of his schooling left. That's and was. they put Thrawn through, like, a three-year program in those same three months, basically.
3: Mm-hmm. Yeah, and
0: Thrawn... Although they acknowledge
1: that Thrawn, you know, obviously already had military training, therefore it should be easy for him or something like that. Piece of cake. Just a piece of cake. Still,
0: Thrawn. like, he he did it really well. But there's these different students who are causing trouble. And I love the scene where they're invited to play this card game in the uh, the, the metallurgy lab. Yeah. Oh, that was and brilliant.
3: Oh, that was brilliant.
0: Yeah, and, and they know it's a trap, right? Yeah, like they're not supposed to be playing card games. They're not supposed sorry, to be. Sorry, I mean, what, trap. It,
1: what was that again? Forget it. It was a setup.
0: <laughs> exactly. <laughs> um, that that Stephen was a trap, um, and uh, and Th- Thrawn intentionally makes it so that they'll go too far and be taken out. And so, like, they go to this card game.
1: Well, it's not just that's it's, it's they go too far. He knows the exact right moment where mm-hmm. he needs to pull out his rank insignia in order to, you know, not get in trouble and get the other people in trouble or at least, you know, de- exactly. uh, defuse like, them. Yes.
0: Because he was immediately promoted to lieutenant, right? And yes. nobody, none of the other students well, knew. And he's so he promoted to lieutenant
1: business. and Eli talks about how, well, it's it's a mix of things because it's it's trying to see how much, can, how much pain will you mm. let people inflict on you before you overreact, basically. Mm-hmm.
0: Right. And actually, it's a good point that the reason why they made him a lieutenant, and I, I love this, not only is it because he does have ex- prior experience, right? But they also knew that if he's this guy coming in late and all of a sudden gets lieutenant, the uh, rank lieutenant, the other students are going to hate him for mm-hmm. that. And, and so they're not going to treat him very well. Not only is he an alien, but he's now a lieutenant. He's higher ranking than them and has been there a shorter time. And so like they're intentionally trying to cause this issue. Which is really cool to see. Uh just, really really just, great.
3: Just brilliant.
0: But 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 the way he does that, right? Where they're playing the card game and then all of a sudden he stands up right as the instructor walks in. He throws on his lieutenant insignia, and the ap- instructor has to apologize to Thrawn. Thrawn. And meanwhile, all the other cadets are uh are reprimanded. And so of course they try to kill him later. Um and there's this big fight, and he actually gets them He gets them transferred to the Starfighter Academy,
3: which um, is really it's so fascinating.
0: stuff. Which,
1: yeah.
3: doesn't that end up paying off at the end? It does. The guys, yeah, the guys was, he transferred. I get one of those really,
1: one of those cool moments when the, uh, yeah, the people who got transferred end up being, well, we get another sequence later where Thrawn's like, I need the best pilot. And they're like, oh, Lieutenant Grimm, or Gim." which mm-hmm. one was uh-huh. that? is our best pilot. And you later find out that, oh, that's one of the pilots that Thrawn sent to the Academy. Right. And it's not just that he sent them to the Academy. It was, he looked at them as like, ah, of these students who attacked this, I could tell they would make good fighter pilots based on, you know, how they approached this situation. Therefore, Mm. let me send them where they'll be most useful to the empire. Right.
0: And so not only does he take out his biggest rivals, but he preserves them so that they can serve the empire in a better way.
3: And yeah. wasn't the base they were sent to was that the same base? Am I misunderstanding the same base we saw in Rebels where Sabine went and got uh, Wedge? Oh, I think you might be.
2: Oh, that's I a good point. I'm not. I might be right. I'm not
3: sure. I'm not sure. You might be right. You
0: might wow, be
1: right. that'd be. I I would not be surprised, and I am very impressed if I'm, that is the case. I'm
3: not. I'm not sure. I'm. Yeah. I don't have my reading glasses on, or I try and flip through the book really quick. Yeah um
0: but but once once Thron and Eli graduate and they graduate with top honors, we just see them kind of fly through the ranks, or rather Thron flies through the ranks while Eli is kind of stuck as an ensign for the entire time um, and so we kind of see this him start to resent Thron just a little bit, uh although I was, later I'd on say it's a
1: little bit more than just a little bit,
0: yeah, yeah, uh but eventually Thron is able to get him promoted as well and he jumps through the ranks up to where he should have been uh which was which was nice to see um and uh another nice little moment that i appreciated was uh what, someone asking at one point if thron was a pantorin
1: yep <laughs> I came up because, actually a couple of times.
0: Yeah, because remember when the Pantorans were introduced in, in Clone Wars, everyone were like, Oh, are they chiss at first? Uh and so uh, seeing the other way around, or no, sorry, not not, not Clone Wars in Revenge of the Sith, right? Yes. Um uh, and so seeing the other way around was was <laughs> was nice. It was it was good. It was a good touch, for sure. But yeah, so I guess the rest of the book is just like Thrawn getting promoted again and again and again to say, I was... Say, I was,
1: I was a, Go ahead. I found that almost a little bit silly. Like going... Because he, he went Why? from what? He went from lieutenant to gr- admiral. I don't know if we actually saw him become a grand admiral. No, we
0: did. We, it was the did, very was it, end. Yeah, I think end? at the very okay. end, he was yeah, a grand admiral. In, like,
1: in what? Like a year? year two years, maybe? Well, we don't
0: know how long the book spans. I mm-hmm.
1: mean... Right? So well, at one guess, point... Eli talks about how going up like at the very, very beginning, when promotion probably happens pretty, pretty fast, mm. is supposed to take over a year. And Thrawn rises that and far, far more in a much, much shorter period of time. Yeah.
0: Then again, okay, he was I, he had prior he did experience. Have the, he did have the prior experience. He That's had true. the benefactors of Tarkin and the Emperor
3: himself. Right. So I'm not and, too And it, I would I but, would throw Yularen into that as well. I would throw because of what happens at the end of the book. I would throw Yolaren as being one of the benefactors.
0: Yeah, I, I, I guess I would agree. Yeah. Yeah. And what was cool actually is, um, we also find out in the book that the Emperor is, he is uh, whenever he talks to people, they show his his old face, not his messed up face. So most people don't even know. Like all the Hollows show his oh I missed that Chancellor Palpatine face. Um, so it's very rare that people actually see the the true emperor um which is fascinating. Like we see him in the Senate, and that that's about it
1: <clears throat> that's very cool,
0: yeah yeah um, so it looks like the book takes place about two b b y so okay, yeah, probably about a year
3: he he rises fairly quickly but yeah but that that totally makes sense the way yeah. that Thron was able to all the little missions he went on the way he was able to either you know make somebody look bad or come out good in the end mm-hmm. it totally makes sense because mm-hmm. if he did have those kind of benefactors especially with the emperor watching over him it totally made sense that he rose he rose that quick
0: yeah although the, his 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 biggest downfall is his lack of experience when it comes to politics
2: um, but i think that's
1: I, why Eli i don't was, know well, there's there are many pieces where I question if that is actually the case, or if that's Thrawn uh, intentionally playing dumb, because
2: huh.
1: we know he's already playing dumb in regards to a lot of pieces. Uh, right. I would not in the least be surprised that there is more like that. Interesting. Mm-hmm.
3: You could but be right. But that also could Just... be the reason. That could also be the reason why he had Eli uh, there, because Eli, I think, every once in a while was kind of giving him the hint that you know you're kind of being played.
2: Mm-hmm. Yep.
0: Well, so... and and at the end it's Arinda who offers to be uh, be there to uh protect smooth Thrawn next his next time he needs it. Yeah, Correct. and smooth his political blunders and which also surprised me their their close relationship there uh and how she's she's basically saying I'll protect you um from don't like, don't touch me. <laughs> don't, don't come mm. after me, and I'll, I'll help you politically, uh, which is interesting, as well.
3: And that's uh, what I liked about the book because you, you got to see how that relationship between Thron and Price, yeah, got to where it was when you watch Rebels, and now going into season four of Rebels, plus you also got to see, you know, the whole thing about Lothal and Constantine, yeah. But that's what I loved about the book.
0: Yeah, no. Now I want to go back and like re, re re rewatch all of season three because you know I want to you see. Mean like,
1: you didn't uh, want to do that before you read the book.
0: I mean, I did, but <laughs> now I want to see like how Thron interacts with all these other players now that you've mm-hmm, seen yeah. this, this backstory. Um, let's see. We we talked briefly about Arinda's uh for, you know the how how central arinda is to the end of the book um but basically there's this there's this planet that is it's protected by uh, a shield generator right and mm-hmm. there's a bunch of turbo laser emplacements and stuff so the only way they they decide the only way that, that they can stop night swan and and take out these insurgents is to um to go down to you know this planet this the planet is uh, Denogra uh, and 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 Paragasta City and um and basically take down the shield generator for the inside and conveniently Arinda's parents live there and happen to be pretty involved in the mining business now and so she kind of she and Agent Gudry go go down to the planet disguised uh and meet up with her parents to uh to to get access to this mine and and kind of do some scouting uh what do you guys think of this whole end game for arenda
1: it's i thought it was a good end to her character in the way that you know we've seen throughout the novel that she has uh she's very ambitious and there's very little that stands in her way um, i like this idea that her family is important enough that she'll do anything for them like she'll do anything mm-hmm. to you mm-hmm. know become governor of Lethal and get get her power back um but like her the moment when she kills the uh what do you Goodry? she
3: she kill, she yeah. kills it well mm-hmm. she kills a town i mean just or, or okay yeah she completely decimates a town and yeah, on top the whole of that mine, she, mine compl- yeah yeah, and she decimates the rescue team that was going after her, just so oh, it right. cover I just—I just, up. Thinking,
1: I just remember her killing Guthrie. No, I totally forgot about that's the right. Town as well. Yeah, yeah. And I that, love
3: that's—that's that's what I was leading to, just to cover up that's this right. death of Guthrie.
1: And I do I decim- say, I, I do love that moment. Sorry, Tom. Um, no, no. When finish. she's being interviewed by Ularn and Thrawn, and she's like, "I don't know what you're talking about. Mm-hmm. I didn't do nothing.
0: Yeah. <laughs> you know, I don't have any evidence against me. You <laughs> have
1: no proof."
2: Mm
0: -hmm. yeah yeah and and she she was she was willing to to level creek path mining because she'd taken out Goodry uh, at her parents home and the only reason she had to take out Goodry was because she and Goodry Goodry was trying to figure out how to take down the shield generator and she didn't care she just wanted to save her parents Mm
2: -hmm. and
0: so she concocted she basically stole her mom's phone called her dad her mom she and her dad and Goodry were out exploring the mine Called her dad and basically pretended to be her mother who was sick. Uh, so she and her dad rush home. She makes it so that Goodry can stay behind, even though her dad doesn't want him to and kind of keep exploring by himself. They go home, and that's what she tells them the truth. Like, guys, we got to pack and get out of here. Yeah. Uh, and it's when they're trying to leave that Goodry arrives. Like, no, you can't take your parents, which is kind of a jerk move on his part.
1: A little bit of a jerk
0: move.
3: Jerk move, but he's, he's there on a mission. And he probably saw it as they're only going to slow us down. So, no, yeah. you're not going to take them because we have to complete well, this and mission. He, this is why we're here. At.
1: It also probably would be a warning in some ways, which I'm sure they don't want. And I,
0: I could see, right, you know, four people trying to escape is a lot more obvious than two people trying to escape. But, mm. yeah, uh, but she's willing, she doesn't care. And she's willing to uh, to take out an entire city, all of Creek Path Mining, in order to, mm. uh, in order to protect her done. parents.
3: Yeah. Just to cover up one death.
0: Yep. Meanwhile, Thron is in space, and everyone, everyone doubts him. Even Eli. In fact. Um, oh, that
3: was another brilliant move.
0: Yeah, yeah. I, Stephen, I mean as our ship this, expert, this what would you brilliant. think? Go this ahead, Stephen.
1: You take this. Uh, this is where I'm. I'm going to be in trouble because it's been a while since I finished the book because I finished <laughs> it first. Did I mention no. that I finished the book first?
2: You did, Steven? Yeah,
1: it's it's pretty amazing. See, normally you guys finish before me, but this time, anyway. Um,
3: it really captured yes, you your attention, and you couldn't put so, it down. That's yeah, why there, you finished it first.
1: Exactly. Yes. So there's this really cool segment where Thrawn, you know, obviously the first Admiral, whose name escapes me, has attempted to attack the space and has already failed. Mm-hmm. And then Thrawn steps up and says, okay, like I'm, like, that's fine. I'll take care of it. And this really cool sequence where Thrawn, uh, there's turbo lasers, and he Thrawn uses. Sorry, there's turbolasers on an island that are taking down his fleet, and Thrawn, of course, uses his uh, ship's turbo lasers to actually blow, like, cause tidal waves to wipe out the, you know, the island defenses.
0: So is cool!
1: Really, really cool. Yeah. Brilliant.
0: I love exact, that idea.
1: Exactly the sort of like, yeah, let's let's do something crazy.
0: Mm-hmm. Yeah, something that no, you would not normally expect. And this is after Price blows up uh, the inside of the facility uh, because that shield generator had actually made the explosion much, much worse than she was expecting in is her it, defense. It, just,
3: it, it literally just kept the explosion yeah. inside the shield generator. And the description from space, you're like, oh my God, it vaporized everything inside oh, that. Yeah.
0: yeah. But, wow. But creating a tsunami to... Uh, in order to take out the shield generator and and the, turbo the and stuff. Absolutely brilliant. And the way that he had his ships positioned so far apart that everyone's like, Oh, there's no way you're going to be able to
2: defend them, uh, defend them. Second battle. Yeah. That was the second battle. Yeah.
0: And the second battle, uh, was also really cool where, uh, they basically brought in, uh, it was actually, wasn't it? Um, they were repair tugs. Yeah, it was, it was like repair, repair tugs, tugs, but it w- it was yep. the it was the Admiral's ship, right? Uh all of his his um, It was his ties.
3: It was the yeah. ties. And they were yeah. inside the repair tugs. And and okay, I sorry, I sorry to do this to you, Stephen, but this is the part I I go from here. Wow. So, so you've far. got you got the simura just basically by itself. You've got the other three ships spread far enough apart to where it almost looked like a trap. And this is the thing to where Eli is, and everybody's like, Well, wait a minute everybody is so far apart, they really don't have their sublight, well, no, they have sublight engines, but not their hyperdrives. But they're far enough apart to where they can't defend themselves. And Mm -hmm. it's a setup because anybody who wants to go after these ships, they're easy targets. And that's why everybody was looking at Thrawn going, are you serious? We are so far away, we can't defend them. They can't defend themselves. And when the quote-unquote trap was sprung and you've got the, you know, the, the rebels or Night Swans people coming out to attack the ships, all of a sudden from the repair tugs, TIE fighters! Mm-hmm. TIE fighters appear. Admiral and Durrell's like, TIE fighters. Yes, Admiral Durrell's TIE fighters. So, and then I think it came down to the point to where the hyperdrives on all three of the ships did work. The repair tugs weren't really tied to the ships to where they could easily, um, get rid of the mooring lines and all three ships could have jumped easily. Mm
0: -hmm. Yeah.
3: I mean, just brilliant. And that's the quickest way I can explain it. It's more, you got to read the book.
1: They Zahn really did do a fantastic job with this novel.
3: Especially at this right. part, to where all the way up to this point, everybody, you could see the logic in everything he did. And everybody's like, okay, 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 okay. And then it gets to this last battle. People are now questioning,
0: is even this Eli, right? Even yes. Eli is about ready to, like, you know, dis- disobey his orders and do something else, uh, yep. you know, and yep. it ends up... Because I'm not doing it because it works out. But no one, no one trusted Thrawn at this point. No.
1: Well, and the book does such a great job of doing essentially a bunch, stringing together a bunch of these moments where you get a bunch of like, oh, no, I don't know what, like, we can tell Thrawn has a plan, but I don't know what this plan is. I don't trust it. And then Mm -hmm. that immediate payoff of, oh, this is what Thrawn was doing, and this is how he came up and knew what to do. Just each of those moments just becomes so satisfying, even, you know, ignoring the rest of the book.
0: Yeah. Yeah, exactly, and 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 ultimately, you know, Arinda succeeds, and her 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 parents are safe on Lothal. Thron is promoted to Grand Admiral in this ceremony with the Emperor himself, mm. and he's given command of the Seventh Fleet. You know, he already has the he already received the the Chimera earlier in the in the book, uh, which was cool as well. But now he gets the Seventh Fleet, and that's when Price asks for. For help with the rebel surgeons on Lothal, and everything starts to to come together, and then we get this fun scene with the Emperor at the very end.
1: And wait, with the Th- Emperor? Yes. Yes. Why yes, am I? Because they're... why am I blanking on this sequence?
3: Well, no. because and... <clears> here, <throat> you you
1: take it, William. Because yeah, it, it sorry and Ron
0: demands yes. to know about the Death Star.
1: Oh, that's right. Okay,
0: and the Emperor is surprised that Thrawn's even figured it out and he tells him that it will not be used against against the Chiss he, in fact he doesn't even know where the Chiss homeworlds are but he needs this power to you know uh, keep the, the galaxy the galaxy safe and then he introduces Thrawn to Darth Vader
1: I was waiting for I, yeah so I'm sure would mm-hmm. if this, that scene had gone on any farther I feel like Thrawn would be like ah oh, yes Darth, Darth Vader we've met before uh, kind of same as Tarkin did in the Tarkin novel. Um I'm sure that was not long in coming. Yeah. 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 No, it would be awesome. Let's see. And then, you, uh-huh. I was gonna say the book doesn't end there. There's actually one no. more scene which I'm very, very interested about. Yeah, okay. So, which so, tell us is, even. so you know, we mentioned earlier when Thrawn confronts Night Swan, sorry, Night Thrawn as he's now known. <laughs> Night um, Thrawn? Yes. Night Thrawn. The, okay, the, wow, dark, I didn't... the dark Thrawn. Did, didn't um, know that one. Yeah. Anyway. No, the Dark
0: Throne's a different character.
1: Okay. <laughs> uh any uh, now I've lost my train of thought. Thank you. Uh anyway, so he Sorry. says, "Hey, you're very smart, you know. Would you like, you know, one of the things I'm here for is to try and help the Chiss Empire as well. Mm-hmm. Why don't you come join the Chiss?" And Nightsun obviously says no. Uh instead, we get a final scene at the end where Eli meets with the Chiss Ascendancy and joins them as a uh, recruit which echoes you know Voss Park's role in the Hand of Thrawn duology it echoes Suntir Fell when he joins the Chiss mm-hmm. uh, after he leaves Rogue Squadron there's a lot of really cool things that they can do with this and I really hope this gets picked up at some point in the future because mm-hmm. I've always found the Chiss Ascendancy fascinating and you know knowing what these big threats are that they're fighting and so on and I, I just really hope they don't leave us hanging here.
2: Yeah, uh, no. It's but a,
3: that, that's a story for another day. That's why they kind well, of. I'm hanging.
1: okay if it's, I'm okay if it's another day, as long as it actually is, you know, another day. I have no okay. doubts,
0: uh, unless they kill off Thron in, uh, in Rebels season four. I don't think they will, well,
1: unless they. Well, so Like play devil's advocate for a moment, though. In the new canon, we've yet to get a sequel novel. Every single book has been a standalone.
2: Yeah, mm-hmm.
1: and they have not announced thus far a desire to do a sequel novel of some kind. Which actually, when I get when we get to our ratings, I'll hmm. I'm going to discuss this that's a little good... bit more because it has re-
0: realized that that's a good point.
1: Okay, fine. actually, let's discuss it now. So this is I love Thrawn. This is my biggest issue with Thrawn as a whole, or sorry, with the new canon as a whole. And mm-hmm. Thrawn is a great example of it is. Uh, all the stories they tell are the B stories or C stories. Right? There's, mm-hmm. it's like, hey, you know, Thron. You know, the, we've got all these cool stories we told about Thron before. Uh, you know, we could tell something similar, but instead, let me tell you the backstory of Thron. And Mm -hmm. I love the book, but in a lot of ways, it is a disconnected set of stories about things that Thrawn does while he's climbing the ranks. And Mm -hmm. it's tied together very loosely with Night Swan and, you know, what happens there. Mm -hmm. But it is definitely not the most interesting thing that happens in this character's life. And all of the new novels have kind of followed in that element where it's like, this is not the main story. The main story will tell you elsewhere, in a movie or in a TV show, but here is maybe some interesting backstory that you might like.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I
0: I agree with you there, yeah. Uh, and especially this is this Thrawn is more of a character novel. I mm-hmm. well, in I say- this case in this case I was okay with um in this case I was okay with having a less less of a focus on on Thrawn because or sorry on the, on the, the the larger plot in the galaxy because I took this as. This is Thrawn. We love Thrawn. We want to, it's a character novel about who Thrawn is and kind of tying together all of the EU pieces into one cohesive story mm-hmm. uh, and reintroducing Thrawn to our, the universe. So um, I, however they did this, another uh, Thrawn book, they wouldn't be able to do that. Right. And for, then yeah. I would want a larger story, one that has, the one that's not the B story, because I completely agree with you. They, they have done that a lot.
2: Mm-hmm.
1: I was going to say and it is to call it a character novel is correct however i'd probably argue that a good novel is both a character novel and a story novel Mm. um i've and part of that's personal preference i don't tend to like books that are just like i've seen other books where it's like this is there's no cohesive story this is just the story of this character's life which i just it miss it misses something and especially when we're talking about star wars which is Mm. obviously about you know star wars is these big epic stories Not Mm -hmm. having that is kind of a miss. And so, like, uh, so they, the one thing I think that would have made Thrawn better is, you know, we obviously the rebellion is beginning to form. Instead of having Night Swan be this very isolated portion, why not have Thrawn uh, start to deal with those aspects a little bit more? Mm -hmm. And Mm -hmm. even better, I would love if Thrawn has all the signs for the fact that this, you know, global rebellion is starting and he misses them. Mm -hmm. There's a lot, a number of cases where I felt like, I I would appreciate if Thrawn maybe wasn't as perfect as he is, and there's a couple of moments where Thrawn misses something, and it's you know, but maybe a bigger level like Thrawn misses the fact that this big rebellion is forming underneath his nose. There's, it's my big complaint for the novel, and it's I think it's a testament to Timothy Zahn and the character he created that Thrawn succeeds as well as it does despite having the issue the. What I'm, You know, these issues that the new canon has.
3: Yes. Okay. So why don't... Let's flip it this way, okay? Sure. When it comes to the books, I understand that you want to have some great standalone novels that will tell its own self-contained story. But I sure. think what they're trying to do within this Star Wars universe is I think they're trying to do... It's like the main story is basically what you see on TV and what you see in the films. I think what they're trying to do is... The, the the books are something to where it's gonna it's gonna augment or explain everything else because there's gonna be but, people out there who are not gonna be reading the books. They're just in it for the shows and the movies. And at, this is I
1: absolutely agree. Yeah. Uh my point is more as someone who grew up on the old expanded universe where that was just not like the case. Yeah. Uh that it always makes me a little sad. But and, anyway, and to get to bring it back I, a I, little bit. Oh sorry, go yeah, ahead, Tom.
3: And, and and I could not agree with you more. I mean, all three of us know we have read a lot of the expanded universe. We've read all the stories, Outbound Flight, you know, uh, Dark Empire, all of it, and we love those stories. Um, but I think let them get through. Let's say the 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 nine movies. Okay, let's mm-hmm. get it through Episode Nine, because at that point they're going to have to start telling standalone stories because they basically have taken the the, the nine movies and they've told that story. Well, but then where are they going to go from there? I
2: think
1: you're I would be incredibly impressed if Star Wars stops after the nine movies.
3: Well, no no no, I'm I'm taking it by this aspect. I'm but, taking it as as the main the the main the George Lucas thought of it's nine movies, nine self-contained yeah. movies that tell the middle beginning and end. Okay. When you get yep. to the end of episode nine, it's at that point they're going to have to start branching off and telling almost standalone stories to tell the next, let's say, story with sequel to sequel after that to continue a three episode arc. So at sure. this point, what they're trying to do is they're trying for the people who are not as into Star Wars as, as a lot of us are, who have read Everything expanded universe, and are now ex- now reading these stories that fill in the gaps of the movies. They're, they're catering to the people who just want to watch the shows and the movies.
2: Yeah.
1: So yeah. my question to you then, and this is kind of, we you were starting to talk about this, William, is do you think we'll see a sequel Thrawn novel? Do we think we'll see, you know, Eli I Vanto's so. story show up in? Uh, like in rebels or in you know maybe this maybe Eli is Snoke I don't know like you <laughs> heard it here <laughs> first I haven't heard that <laughs> no one you yet. didn't hear it you have a- ha- no no you heard that here first no one has ever had that theory probably because <laughs> of, you know it's a bad theory but it's a bad does, theory that's irrelevant it's a unique theory therefore it matters to <laughs> me yeah. um, okay my point is at some point I really hope we get a continuation of this story because the Chiss Ascendancy has always been fascinating. Knowing that there's these big threats is incredibly intriguing. Mm-hmm. I I want to see more.
0: So I think this whole big threats thing is going to be critical later on. And I think Eli mm-hmm. might come back. I would hope that they bring Thron- uh, Zahn back for another book because, I mean, he's Zahn, right? Yep. And the excitement around this book and the positivity, uh, I don't think Del Rey kind of... Af- I think Del Rey needs to bring back Zahn. Oh, yeah. Uh, it might be a year or two, right? uh or or more but zon's Zahn, coming back i i can't see him not writing another thrawn book and if he does write another thrawn book it'll have to be a sequel of sorts it might be a standalone novel you bring up a good point i actually never realized that there has not been really a, a sequel in the new canon uh and, well, and there, anyway there
1: hasn't been a need to none of the books have you right. Know, actually right
0: and and that's okay um yeah that's no, as long as they tell that's a bigger a... story. And I think to your point, uh one of the things like there was like the new there there was a new Mass Effect game recently, and one of my main concerns before before going in, just seeing like the trailers and stuff before playing it was that there didn't really seem to be a driving force behind the story. It's like, we're gonna go explore. Okay, yep. great. That's that's cool, but I want a bit more. Uh mm. same thing with like you know, there's the new Zelda game that just came out. A lot of fun, right? Breath of the Wild. But the, the very beginning, there's not really much of a story. You're just kind of like, let's go explore the area. And then finally, they get to a point where they, you know, a little, a little ways in, they give you more of the backstory. Then it, it gets more exciting again. Um, I'm the same way. Like, I want a story. And in Thrawn, I think I was, I, Zon kept my attention the entire time because it was about Thrawn. And because. I I loved Thron so much. If well, I was and someone the, and who the writing didn't is there know, too. To back it and up, and the writing right. is there. Yes, yeah. And and that's a huge piece. If I didn't know about Thron and care about Thron and seeing his rise up to becoming a Grand Admiral, uh, it would probably be a little bit harder to to be a I probably might not have been quite as enthralled in the, with the book. Um. You know Again, the the writing was. A, helps a lot as well um but yeah no i, I want to see more than just the b plots or the, the small things where they just start a book mm-hmm. and like here's no we don't really have a goal inside i want them to have a an objective and 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 a, and a, and a goal like we want Thrawn thron is is that is going out to defeat this these rebels or there is this force outside of the galaxy and we had to prepare like some sort of Thing.
3: i don't know but i think we'll get there at some point I, yeah. I think right now it's it's basically think of it this way they are rebuilding the universe they had 20 plus years of the expanded universe right now since the the, the company has been purchased by you know the walt disney company they are right now trying to rebuild that universe and trying to make it a cohesive universe to we saw at this book they're pulling in the little pieces to make the story connect everywhere and yeah you know they've got how many years so far the the uh, star wars been under the walt disney banner this way oh,
2: man, I, they still got yeah. a lot of years Probably to catch been, up like, if you look back years.
3: yeah yeah if you look back at the 20 plus years luke has had to where it was just rampant books and novels left and right you know oh,
1: that's true it's a good yeah. point yeah Yep.
3: Yeah. So,
0: yeah, so hopefully they'll they'll get there but it was good. Yeah. The last thing I I liked at the end is the little reveal. So the every chapter begins with a, a um some sort of I don't know exactly what to call it, a, a little couple paragraphs on military tactics or mm. some sort of ed, advice or something. You don't really know who it's from.
1: Well, I feel like you about. know it's from Thrawn, but you don't know oh, what that, it is. that that's how I took it too. The, yeah. F-
0: fair enough. Yeah. Uh but at the very end it's revealed that these are actually Thrawn's journals Which he leaves to Eli and, and mm-hmm. Eli is, is reading uh, Before he goes and joins the Chist Defense fleet um, So I, I kind of like That that little bit as well and it was a good way To get more into the head of The Thrawn mm-hmm. you know? So Man this was a This was a, a, a fun A fun book I, I I enjoyed it without a doubt Yeah and the uh, only
3: way it could have been told was Timothy Zahn writing yeah. it.
2: Oh, yeah.
0: Yeah. yeah. Indeed. Yeah, that,
3: so. that was one of the smartest things when it came to this book being released that they were able to get Timothy Zahn to come and re- and write this character. I was almost going to say rewrite. He To me, he really didn't rewrite the character. Mm-hmm. He basically he wrote Thrawn. Yeah. Yeah.
1: There was nothing new. That was. This was just, hey, yeah. I've done this before. This is the next story that, you know, makes sense to tell.
0: Mm. Yeah, and that's why I think, like, That's why I think it worked so well, because he took, if you're a fan of Thrawn, he took everything that's come before, and everything that will come, and the new canon, the old canon, tied it all together into a nice, you know, uh, a nice package, and said, here you go, this is Thrawn, you love Thrawn, here he is, Mm -hmm. uh, just like he's always been in the new canon everything works or almost everything works there's some pieces we don't have yet like Peleon or the nogri but we know the nogri are coming in season four rebels yeah mm-hmm. so it's only a matter of time
1: well and peleon actually doesn't show up i think until much later
0: because i doesn't i forget now
1: i my recollection is peleon meets with thrawn meets thrawn for the first time pretty much right after before heir to the empire because a lot oh, of Air of the Empire okay. is about Thrawn and Peleon kind of learning, Peleon learning to trust Thrawn, basically.
0: Oh, mm-hmm. sorry. You're right. You're right. Sorry. It was not Heir of the Empire. Yeah. yeah. Okay, but that's going to be the thing. I just think of him as being there from the beginning because Heir of the Empire was the first one. <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. But, but
1: mean, that's the thing you, going forward. you can forward. certainly introduce Peleon early. Yeah. Yeah.
3: But you see, that's the thing going forward. Now that Thrawn's been brought into this universe, will Admiral Peleon be brought in?
1: So. Uh, probably not, because if he was, we would have seen him uh, already. Yeah, so in some yeah. I,
0: I, I'm assuming yeah. he's kind of like, basically, you know, Yularen or yeah. Uh, yeah. Eli, and like he's he's a combination of various characters now.
3: Yeah, agreed. So, yeah, okay. Anyway, Up for the ratings, it was it was great.
0: Yeah. yeah. So I I mean I don't know, I I guess I'll go first if you want. It was go ahead. Uh, great book. Really enjoyed it. I love how Thrawn and Azan not Thrawn. They're basically the same person, right? Uh I loved how Hazan about. expertly blended everything. Uh and and so yeah, I think I'm gonna give this nine and a half Womp Rats uh out of ten. Again, no no big overarching like galaxy changing stories yet, but there's so many hints and I'm really excited to see where they take this. So nine and a half womp rats out of ten. And oh man. Um my Womp Rats. Oh, um, I got so excited. You know, uh, I, I hate to say it, but when, when Thrawn created the, took out that, the insurgents and he shot down the, you know, the turb lasers from, from, you know, from orbit onto the planet and created the, um, uh, the, the, the tidal wave. It wasn't actually a turbo laser. Oh, no. Oh, no, no, no. He shot a Mersan Munitions SWS 1013 projectile launcher, <laughs> also known as the Celebration T shirt cannon, the cannon cannon. He shot it filled with nine and a half womp rats onto oh, the geez. planet. Too the, funny. The, the, the combination of this projectile launcher with the gravity of the planet uh, made the Wamperats hit the surface of the water with such a force that it generated a tidal wave
3: taking out God. the rebel base. Too funny.
1: Very impressive.
3: Oh my God. Most impressive. Uh, Steven, go next. I can't, okay. I, I gotta, so, I gotta think of something now.
1: Uh, I'm also going to give it a nine and a half out of 10 Wamparats. Again, the only thing I felt like this story was missing was a little bit bigger a little more connective tissue is, and making the kind of actual story a little bit bigger. Um, we didn't really talk about it. I loved how Thrawn brought... It's Thrawn. Oh, no, I'm doing <laughs> it. I loved how Zahn <laughs> brought Same in... They both on,
0: right?
2: Yeah.
1: I loved how Zahn brought in, you know, the art, classic art elements of Thrawn, explained how, you know, what it is that Thrawn looks for in art. Um, mm-hmm. We'd always ever seen him make the decision. We never kind of got the into why it, that's the case. So I... As of all the new Star Wars canon books, this is by far my favorite. Uh, so, like I said, nine out of nine and a half out of ten. And uh, so, I, there's one other piece that uh, Zahn, you know, put it he meant to put into the book and then kind of later forgot. Uh, as a dog barks in the background. Um <laughs> sorry. <laughs> uh so, you know, at one point Eli mentions that, you know, Thrawn's obviously very obsessed with this Night Swan character, but maybe Night Swan isn't one person. Maybe Night Swan is a collective making decisions. No. And I'm here to tell you, in fact, Night Swan, signy, not actually Night Swan. He's the decoy Night Swan. The real one is actually a collective of nine and a half womperats that are orchestrating the rebellion behind the scenes.
0: Cigney's interesting the, the, the last half womp rat uh
1: no he's a, he's a front man signey's not even related to night swan just
0: oh front ma- a... f- oh front man i thought i thought he was gonna say the the top half of the man he's half womp rat half man
1: no wh- why would that's a really oh, that's God. silly why would you think that
3: oh man tom rating okay i think what, what i'm gonna do is we're gonna make it a clean sweep at a 9.5 um awesome i've I've said enough about this book. I am actually – this is a book to where once I get all my other books read, I am rereading this book again. I really enjoyed this book. Um, Out of all the books that have been written so far within this new canon, this one is my favorite book. Um, Timothy Zahn really knocked it out of the park. Um, The the best thing I can say is how he was able to take characters from Star Wars Rebels – and take this character from the Expanded Universe and blend them so well together is just a testament to his writing and and just brilliant. So 9.5 Womp Rats. <sighs> My 9.5 Womp Rats. Um, you, you remember when when Thrawn was left on the ship with Night Swan and the Tabanic Gas? Of it course. Really, yes. It really wasn't the buzz droid that rescued them it was the 9.5 Womp Rats that helped in the rescue as well because the 0.5 Womp Rat was actually radio controlling the buzz droid that helped them escape and the other nine were the um, decoys so they would keep the pirates occupied while that half Womp Rat was using the buzz droid to get the guys to escape. Wow done impressive hey had to yeah. do it so it was impressive thank you yeah so so coming up next what do we have we have in, in a,
0: a few weeks unfortunately a couple of us are are traveling uh and so it's we're gonna take a, a couple weeks off but we'll be back soon with our review of rebel rising and guardians of the wills these are these are both gonna be really fun Books, mm-hmm. um, looking forward to those. Yeah, yeah. One one's all about young Jin and her life growing up, and then the other is about bays and Chirrut. So some nice Rogue One tie-ins, and they're these books are really good. They're yeah. very good. They're they're uh, they're young adult books, um, but don't don't uh, let that fool you, right? Yeah, don't. Star Wars don't. always if... works. Some some of the best Star Wars books actually are are YA novels, so.
3: Lost Stars uh, is a good example.
0: Lost Stars, even like the old uh, Jedi Apprentice series. I loved the old Jedi Apprentice series from Jude Watson.
1: Well, it, YA doesn't mean what it used to either. Like, no, it doesn't. Guardian of the Wills may be similar to like the old Jedi Apprentice, but nowadays YA, like, I'm trying to think, Rebel Rising is what, three, 400 pages
2: still? Uh, mm, yeah. Like it's it. like it's, it's a pretty It's
1: basically a full novel.
2: It's a yeah. beefy and book. It's, it's more than the line of Lost yeah.
1: Stars. Yeah.
2: Yeah.
0: Yeah, and okay. so highly highly recommended. Yep. So, definitely. We'll be back uh, in a few weeks with our review of Rebel Rising and Guardians of the Wills.
3: Thank you for listening to the Ion Cannon podcast, your source for entertainment reviews from a galaxy far, far away, including Rebels, the sequel trilogy, spin-off films, and more. If you like what you hear, please rate us in your favorite podcast client. Your reviews will help the show grow within the Star Wars fan community. You can visit our website, Ioncannoncast.com, or follow us on Facebook and Twitter. You can also get in touch with us by emailing contact at Ioncannoncast.com. The Ion Cannon podcast is not associated with Lucasfilm, the Walt Disney Company, or any of their respective trademark or copyright holders. Any and all opinions expressed on the show are that of the hosts. This podcast is a production by fans for fans and is copyright 2017.